Oh yeah. What's up, folk? It is your one and only favorite Wody Jacka Jack. Just another nigga with no bitches and an opinion, and I've been wildin' for respect. Da 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 da. Excuse me. Whew. I am tired. I am tired. What is up, folks? God damn, I gotta get me another. Okay, this chair ain't really working for you, kid. Right, motherfucking now. And I want to put this on mute because I don't even want to hear myself. Uh, what the fuck is up, man? Sheesh. Well, let me just start off by saying. It is now 1.30. It is 1.29 and 14, 15, 16 seconds right now. And if my girlfriend, my lovely companion, my lovely partner, Kobe, is a woman of her word, La Mama owed me $10. You know what I'm saying? I took the leap of faith. You know what I'm saying? It was me that said, mm, don't even trip. Kanye not dropping at 12 o'clock. He not dropping today. And he's not. Hold up. Let me turn off this motherfucking AC. How I get 75 degrees already? I just can't. I just turned this motherfucker. Come on, dog. All right, we back. <clears throat> we back. We back. And, uh, yeah, and I was supposed to start the podcast at 1 o'clock. I am now at work. I'm at work right now, and uh, I was going to start at 1, but I spent the past 15, 20 minutes trying to, uh, excuse me, trying to figure out why the fuck the Internet at my job won't, it's weird, like, well, first, it has like little what's the names on it. So like, you know, like you can't look at porn on this website on, on like this IP address or, you know, uh, all kinds of little shit, actually. But, you know, like the little things to download from YouTube, it won't let you do it. And then what's even weirder, bro, the streaming shit, like it's cool and all. But sometimes, man, it's just a little like, geez, man, like. Sometimes I just want the file. So I spend 15, 20 minutes trying to connect to my phone. Uh, my phone won't fucking, the hotspot won't connect to my fucking laptop. So I can't get on this website to download fucking looking for trouble. In honor of Kanye dropping and shit, I wanted to play looking for trouble as it's on the list. You know what I'm saying? Because that is one of the hardest songs ever. It wouldn't work. So then I'm like, oh, duh, Don. That piff. Just go straight to the fucking source. Get it straight off the project. So I go and download it. For whatever reason, when it comes to Pro Tools, the file is still, like, grayed out. I'm like, yo, what the fuck, man? Like, So instead, I'll just settle with... uh another top five because i couldn't find anything else uh on my laptop that i wanted to play and shit 
But um, yeah, so that's just where I'm at with it right now. But anyways, how have y'all been, man? This week has been a long week. Actually, well, actually, it's been a pretty short week, quick week. I got back in town Tuesday, Tuesday morning. As soon as I got back in town, dropped my shit off and picked my badge up and went straight to class. The grind continued immediately. Uh, where where are you, Don? Uh, I was in motherfucking Roanoke, Virginia, you bitch. And uh, it was amazing. I was a little disappointed. I was slightly disappointed that there was no um, there was no orange. There was no orange in the city. And on the East Coast around this time of year, that's one of the best things about the East Coast. It's the fall, man. You know, especially Roanoke, especially Roanoke. Like there's some years, man, where the city is fucking beautiful. Like the whole shit is just like raining orange. You know what I'm saying, man? So um, it was still relatively green, which I'm not mad at, but I was hoping to see, you know, but I should have known, you know, mid-October. I get it. I get it. But um, it felt good, man. It felt so good being back home, man, just like driving around, you know, no traffic, just really getting to places quick. You know what I'm saying? Like, I remember it was one day, uh, it was Monday, the day was for, before we was about to leave, I wanted to, um, I wanted to uh, go get some donuts, you know, and I lived, uh, I live over off of, uh, off of plantation. That's like the north, that's like the northeast. That's like northeast, uh, Roanoke. Yeah, it's like northeast Roanoke. And, um, I wanted to, I was going to Duck, to Duck Donuts, which is all the way over on, off of fucking 419 or 219, 220, whatever the fuck you call it. I don't know. Uh, it's like seven miles away, eight miles away. I have to get on the interstate just to get there. And I'm just thinking as I'm on my way there, it was quick. You know what I'm saying? Like, I got there in fucking 10 minutes damn near, you know, all the way on the other side of town. And I'm just thinking how, like, man, if this was fucking L.A., there's no way in hell. Like, this would be a mission. This would be a motherfucking mission, man. Everything in it, like, oh, it just felt amazing. It felt amazing. Um, but anyways, let's get into it. Let's get into this episode. Where do I want to start off with? Uh, well, fuck it. All right. Well, since I'm since I'm already on the home, I'm going to start with the home. So I get me and my girl, we fly out on Wednesday. Fly out on Wednesday. We get to LA. I mean, we get to Roanoke Wednesday night. So we get to Roanoke, this and that. Thursday comes. We're kicking it, you know. And then my pops is like, well, what y'all doing this afternoon? You know, let's go to dinner something, you know. And and he was like, you know, I got I just got off the phone with Nish. That's my sister. And he was like, you know, uh, I'm sure she wants to see you. And I finally get to meet my niece. So he like, you know, let's go to dinner. You know, on me, this and that. I'm like, all right, for sure. So me and my girl, we go out that day. You know, we uh, 
I take her to the star. I show her around the city, show my high school, old house, riding around neighborhoods. Oh, this is where that happened. Oh, pass by, you know, pass by the library. Oh, that's where I lost my virginity. You know, just all kinds of shit, you know. We even got into a little argument, you know, because she was just bitching, man. Like, uh, sometimes my girl can just get in her bag of just not knowing. Just just shut the fuck up. God damn. Jesus Christ, would you please? We in the motherfucking, you know. We riding through the motherfucking valley and shit through the mountains, you know. So I'm driving. I'm about to bust a Yui right quick. I'm about to bust a Yui so I can, you know, so we can get out. Because I'm like, well, I don't want to keep going this way. I'm ready to dip off. I'm ready to get off the mountain now. So I'm about to turn around. So I turn around. You know, it's an open, you know, it's a little stretch, you know. And I'm in the Pops' Fin Fin. Normally, I'm in the Aztec, you know, or I might be in her Honda. But normally, I'm in the Tech. So, you know, bitch, I gun it. I got it, my nigga. I just hit the gas. Here she go. Donovan, stop. Slow down. You're going to blow your dad's engine. Oh, I'm only speaking from experience. I've seen it. You're going uphill. Your RPM's at 7,000. Shorty, I just gunned it. I'm in a sports car. It's first. It's got a long first gear. Yeah, it's kicking. You're going. I'm not going uphill. Yeah, it's a slight incline. Like, if you're really going to be dramatic about it, the incline is like 25 degrees. It's like a 25-degree slant. You know what I'm saying? And this is like at least a half a mile stretch. The way she was bitching and shit in the car, so you would have thought that, you know, shit was like fucking 75 degrees or something like that, man. Shit had me hot, bro. I'm like, yo, you just not fun, my nigga. Like, jeez. You know, like shit was all bad, my nigga. Shit was all bad, uh, and we had just gotten into the argue, into an argument the day before. Like I'm thinking at this point, like damn, this two days in a row where I'm really just thinking in my head, I can't stand this hoe. And not to call my girl a hoe, but that's just where I was at with it. Like yo, I'm really just in my head, like oh, I don't want to be with her anymore, bro. Like this is just way too fucking much. I don't even want to be with her anymore. But that's my baby, and I love her. But anyways, I digress. So, five o'clock come, five o'clock comes and shit, you know, and uh, come back to the crib. My sister already there, so we we get to the crib and shit. We talking and all this and that and whatnot, and uh, make us a little drink and stuff before we all leave. You know, it's her, her, uh, her baby daddy. What's his name? Uh, Wesley. I think that's his name. Wes. Uh, then my, you know, my little niece, uh, Olivia. And then, you know, it's me, my pops, and his, and his wife, you know. So we decide we want to go to Outback. We go to we go to Outback, you know. Uh, a nigga was off the blooming onions like a motherfucker. I uh, had my girl shook again because there's this one fucking, uh, when we're getting on the 581, onto the interstate, there's this one little spot where you're coming off of Orange Avenue Getting onto the interstate and then getting off of the interstate. It's 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 like a high traffic area right there. But it's like uh it's no room really to get on and off the interstate. Like growing up, like that's always like one of those spots where like traffic damn near comes to a stop. 
just because people are trying to get onto the interstate while people are trying to get off and it's like a super like just small window well me knowing that and once again a nigga being in the being in that g song you know up in that motherfucking 35 my nigga is that what it was g35 q45 Oh, whichever, you know, the pops is with, whatever his shit is. Um, and that I'm used to driving in L.A. now, and you know how this is. You know, this bully ball out here, my nigga, you get in where you fit in. If you niggas ain't candy in the paint, get the fuck off the block. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so, shit, as soon as I see my opening, my nigga, I put that bitch in slapstick. I put that shit down to second gear and just go with it. You know what I'm saying? I dip off. I didn't cut people off and shit. Motherfuckers didn't hit the gas. Motherfuckers hitting the uh, motherfucking horn and shit at me. Like, it was close. I knew I wasn't going to hit nothing, but it was still close to me hitting something, although I knew I wasn't going to hit nothing. I wasn't going to hit nothing. I was just going to force niggas not to hit me, you know? <laughs> and that's what it was. I forced niggas not to hit me, and I just hit the gas, and before you know it, I was out to clear. Again, my girl bitching, whatever, but, you know. So we get there and shit, and uh, we're talking and all this and that. And my my sister's my sister's fucking uh, my sister's niece, my uh, niece, my sister's daughter, my niece. She's crying and shit, you know, cause she doesn't want to sit down in her little booster seat and all this and that shit. You know, she want to stand up and eat or whatever the case and whatever. So then we got onto like the subject of like. Uh, we got onto the subject of like whoopings, you know, and are we gonna whoop our kids and shit like that? And you know, and me and my sister, you know, we at this point we kind of just start reflecting on all the ass whoopings and shit that we got back in the day, especially me. You know what I'm saying? And uh, and we were just saying how we're not sure if we're gonna whoop our children because we're not too sure if it works, you know. Um, or if it'll really change anything. Like, me and my sister was saying, like, you know, you gave us all those whoopings, but at the end of the day, we were still getting in trouble. I still just kept getting in trouble. Like, so what was the whoopings really for outside of you just wanting me to be scared of you? My pops, you know, like, what what were the whoopings and shit really for? You know, and I was like, you know, niggas used to just get whoopings for everything, you know. Because he was trying to say, like, oh, we, I ain't whoop you that much. I'm like, nigga, please. Like, I got mad-ass whoopings, you know. Some of them was deserving. Some of them wasn't. And I was just saying how, like, I was like, I was like, I'll never forget this one time, right? It was me. We had, like, just got our van. This is back in the day when, when the Dodge Caravans and shit was popping. Y'all know the joint where, like, it might have been red or green with the, with the accent on the wheels, with the little gold accents on the wheel that came with it like that, you know what I'm saying? Uh, so we had probably just got this shit maybe like, I don't know, maybe three months, six months, some shit like that, right? And we deep in that bitch. It's it's a week it's it's one of the it was one of those weekends when it was every other weekend. That's that's the weekend it was. The other weekend. And the other weekend, especially when you I ain't gonna say especially when you black, but it very well could be when you black. The other weekend means that's when your people's got their kids. So, you know, I grew up with my pops. That's who I lived with, you know. So on every other weekend, that's when my sister T, I mean my sister Tanisha, and that's when my brother T, that's when they would come up. So we in that bitch, you know what I'm saying? 
me, my brother, Nish, Sade, Tori, my Aunt Rhonda. I don't, we was up in that motherfucker deep. Chris and Cray might even been that, end up in that motherfucker. Like, we might have been lapped up eight, nine deep in that bitch. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so my ass, you know, I don't know what the fuck I was doing, trying to get out or something like that, just being fast, just being a kid, whatever the case may be. And I accidentally, like, hit, like, this little lever for the bucket seats uh, or the little captain seats, whatever the fuck. I accidentally hit this lever, and it made, like, the seat pop up or made the whole entire seat, like, just come off. You know what I'm saying? Or whatever. I Some shit like that. Long story short is it was kind of a task to get the seat back on. But the truth of the matter is it wasn't really broke because you can just take the seat out. Like it was supposed to that was a capability that you can take this whole seat out if you want to. That's basically what I did. I basically just put niggas on game. I basically put niggas on game. I was 13. I was only 12. I was putting niggas on game like, oh, we can do this. Well, <laughs> unbeknownst to me, niggas wasn't appreciative. Now, it could have been because we had a car full of women. And I was also just a little nigga, so I wasn't strong enough to put the seat back. It took us a long time to put the seat back. Long enough to where niggas thought shit was broke. Long enough. To where the first thing motherfuckers come out they mouth, my stepmom. First thing come out. Now just wait till I tell you daddy. He gonna whoop your ass. Cause you are. I mean, the first thing niggas went to threatened me with a whooping. I ain't do nothing. It was an accident. It was just a fucking accident. I literally did nothing. First thing niggas go to. Ass whooping. You know, so we just laughing about that and shit, you know, but my pops is saying, well, you, he's like, hey, well, you niggas can say what the fuck you want to say. But uh, if you know what I know, you start beating some asses around here because uh, don't let your motherfucking chaps, don't let your chaps try to test you. Uh, hold on, guys. I'm not looking at the camera right now. Uh, my back is to you. If you were watching this ever on YouTube, it is my apologies but uh, a nigga is at work, so business must be tended to. What I am doing right now is putting in a uh, a 30-second commercial spot just so I can keep my shit timed out. Because right now, I am coming up short seven, well, it was 37 seconds. But, uh, you know, nigga got to say professional because rent is high and I just can't afford to take no chances while I'm already right here taking chances. Now I am back. Uh, he was like, you know, and, you know, you need to make sure your kids respect you and whatever the case. And I was saying, I was like, well, this is what I will say, Pops. So all the whoopings and shit that you gave a nigga, uh, your goal was accomplished. Your goal was accomplished, my nigga. Uh, I was fearful, you know, never fearful of my nigga. Like, damn, this is a mean ass, hateful nigga. But just fearful of the fact that like, nigga, if you know you do some shit nine times out of ten, that's going to be your ass. And nine times out of ten, it was always my ass, you know. Oh, uh, and, you know, we were just talking about, you know, how how that, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. So now we go home. We go home, this and that shit, you know. 
And um, we're playing spades and all this and that. We drinking and all like, you know, we just, we loose and having a good old time. Now, before I even got there, the week the week before, but the week before I, 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 I was coming home, I was in my brother's room. Me and my brother was talking and I had seen my cousin Scoop. My cousin Scoop had made like an Instagram post or something like that. And uh, I forgot what it was. I think, matter of fact, I think it was his uh, his DIY his DIY event. Uh, and, and when I looked at it, I was just thinking. I, I literally, as soon as I seen it, I thought to myself, "Damn, I can't wait to get to the note." Literally, not even five seconds, not even two seconds. As soon as I fucking said that to myself, my pops called me. You know what I'm saying? So we were just laughing about that shit. But before I got off the phone, I'm like, you know, I can't wait to get home, Pops, because I want to talk. You know? And he know what that means. Like, nigga, I got, you know, I ain't seen you in a year, year a, little, a year and some change, maybe a good 16 months or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Uh, the last time we really, really had a good talk, my G, uh, I was 25. Now I'm 28, three years removed. I'm trying to holler at you, dog. So everybody leaves in this and that, and it's me, my pops, and Kobe. We're just downstairs in the basement, and we get to talking, and then I just get to, you know, uh, unraveling, you know, unraveling. I'm talking about fear, uh, how I feel that fear has just held me back so much. Uh, self-belief, uh, just a lack of self-belief has just beaten me into the ground. And and to be aware of the fact that, you know, that I'm really just, it's just all a mental thing. You know what I'm saying? And this and that shit. And, you know, we just got to talking about loving yourself and, all this and that like we really we really kind of got into a conversation you know and uh hold up and um we really just kind of had a little conversation me him and, and kobe and he got to asking me you know this and that and he was like well what do you think it kind of comes from this you know just having so much self-doubt and all this and that shit you know and i was like well you know, it could if I say if I'm being totally honest, man, it's probably just it's probably stems from my mom, you know, uh, of not feeling like I'm not good enough. You know what I'm saying? I was like, it probably stems from that. Just being a grown ass man still and just wondering, like. Just never feel like I've gotten answers from just things as a childhood of her absence, you know. And, and and I was like, you know, and even when sometimes I try to talk to her about it or whatever the case, she kind of deflects or she might put it on you or whatever. And, you know, it's just whatever, you know. So if anything, I feel like I haven't gotten that closure and on that situation. And being that she wasn't uh in my life for whatever reason as a kid growing up that's always been just a main thing for me is closure like 
if I don't have closure to something, man, I don't even know how to operate. Like, I'm begging for, like, if I'm dating someone and they just break up with me or ghost me or some shit like that, I'm on your head. I'm going to turn into, like, a wild, ill-ass nigga. You know what I'm saying? And the truth of the matter is, I just want you to be like, nah, I don't fuck with you. You know, like, and this is what, like, I need closure for everything. You know what I'm saying? Like, I need answers because I feel like I went so long with just not having any answers to shit. So long to the point that I really had to make myself believe that my mom is probably just dead. You know, like, that's probably why she don't fuck with me or whatever the case, you know. So anyways, I'm talking and then I just get to thinking, you know, and my pops is saying how like, well, you know, Don, you just got to move on, man. Like, you know, you just got to take life for what it is. It is what it is, you know, whatever. So I'm like, all right, you know what? And in that same token, I be feeling like, well, shit, maybe life just is what it is. Maybe my life is just supposed to be shit. I say that my pops kind of flips a little bit. Now he starts to he starts to get a little upset and shit like that, you know. And he was like, "You sound like he was like, you know what it is? You sound like you just being ungrateful." He was like, "You he was like, you know, you sound like you just being ungrateful and this and that. You mad because your mama ain't ain't let you suck on the titty long enough and all this and that shit." And I was like. I never really looked at it as me being ungrateful, but maybe you're right. I guess I could see how this sounds ungrateful or whatever the case may be, you know? And like, like my nigga was hot. He was like, you know, he was like, he was like, you know, he was like, you know, you show Kobe when you go down there and see your granddaddy uh this week. You show her where you come where you come from. He said, boy, you ain't born with no damn silver spoon in your mouth, nigga. You always had to get it from out the mud. We always had to get it from the motherfucking rough. You know what I'm saying? Like, nah, nigga. Like, this is how, you know. And, um, and, uh, and, and like, earlier while we was talking at dinner and shit, because he, because he was talking about how, uh, he was talking about how, no, I was saying how, no, I was like, I was like, you know something, Pops? I was like, uh, I was like, growing up, how you just always said no about things. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, and I understood it, but I was like, as an adult, I feel like that's something that's kind of hindered me a little bit because he was talking about how uh, he was like, don't let your kids talk back to you. He was like, don't ever let your kids talk back to you because they'll be talking back to you for the rest of their life or whatever the case may be. And I was like, you know, Pops, I feel you on that. But at the same time, I kind of wish that sometimes you would have let me just argue my point out. Even even when I knew that you were wrong, you wouldn't let me argue my point out to prove that you were wrong or at least prove that there's another way that I got some sense, you know. So I was like, now as an adult, when people say no, I just take it just for that face value because I've been, you know, going my whole entire life just hearing or knowing that when someone says no. It's because they mean it. They don't say no because they're not sure, or they don't say no because they think they can change their mind. Nah, niggas say no, and they stand on it because that's how my pops always was. If he said no, he stood on it, and he ain't never explained anything. It was just fucking no. 
And I couldn't ask no questions because then, you know, it's like I'm talking back or some shit like that. Now I'm being disrespectful because I'm asking why, you know. And I was like, so as an adult, I feel like that's kind of hindered me a little bit because, you know, maybe if I wanted something extra or maybe if I'm trying to network with people or whatever the case, like, you know, when someone says no, I just take it as that. And then I might lose out on an opportunity or something like that. I'm like, compared to where Kobe her growing up, you know, she always asked, well, what do you mean no? Like, she don't believe in no. Somebody tell her no, you have to say no at least five or six times before she's like, okay, you know? Um, so anyways, we're talking about that and shit, so he brings that back up, and he was like, you know, uh, you know, that kind of had him hotter a little bit, but I say all this to say, now my pops was hot, you know, he was he was a little, little mad about it, but then... After we finished talking or whatever, because Kobe finally, she uh, goes upstairs. So then me and my pops, we talk for like another hour. You know, now we switch gears to relationships and whatever the case may be, you know. So then when I get into the bedroom, when me and Kobe, we're about to go to sleep and shit. Uh, and we're talking. And, um, and she brought something to my attention that I didn't even kind of realize in the moment. Um, but like. She was like, you know, I think your pops kind of took it personal about what you were saying with your mom and all this and that shit, you know, and he was internalizing it on him, you know, he was internalizing it on him. And I was like, damn, I ain't even realized that, you know, I ain't even realized that him, he's thinking that I'm put, I'm taking a slight to my upbringing. When I'm saying, when I was saying, like, maybe my life is just always supposed to be shit and this and that. I'm thinking, I'm really just talking to myself as an adult. You know, like, maybe my, like, I understood the sacrifices as a child and all this and that shit. Like, my pops was saying, he was like, you know, y'all niggas ain't had the best clothes, but you always had to, like, nigga, of course. Trust me, I know everything that I had as a kid. I couldn't be more grateful. First, for the simple fact that I had that nigga. You know, like, that nigga was in my life. So how could I not? How could I not be grateful? You know what I'm saying? Uh, and this and that shit. And, you know, clothes, whatever. For whatever, you know? Uh, and so then I was like, oh, damn, you know? So uh, so for the next couple days or whatever, I was just kind of thinking, like, I need to, the next opportunity or whatever, when the right time, I'm going to talk to my pops again and just, like, clear the air that, you know, pops I wasn't even talking about you. I wasn't I, I wasn't thinking I, I didn't mean to, you know what I'm saying? I'm really just thinking about uh I was really just speaking about me or whatever. Like I didn't mean to make it seem like I wasn't appreciative of everything you done for me as a father and shit like that, you know? And um damn, here I am, thirty one minutes into this shit. And this was just supposed to be the podcast, 31 minutes or 40. It looked like this bitch might be an hour long now. Um, You know, so the next day, I think, where did I go? I think, oh, so whenever it was, I think it was when I went to go get those donuts. That's when it was. So I went to go get those donuts because I said I was going to be back in just a few minutes or something like that. It was somewhere I went. No, it wasn't for the donuts. It was when I went to go get my, uh, I went to go get my, my tux. I went to go get I went to go pick up my so that Friday I went to go pick up my tux 
for my homie AJ's uh for my homie AJ's wedding. That was the whole reason why I was even home. I went back for my homie for my for my uh for my for my best friend's wedding. And um so when I went to go get this shit, I was just supposed to go get it, pick it up, and be back. I was gone for 20 minutes, you know. I fucked around was gone for like an hour because I went to go pick the shit up. Then I just, you know, I'm in the note, nigga. So I'm riding, you know what I'm saying? I pull up on Scoop. I pull up on my nigga Scoop uh, and shit. Come to find out he don't even live where I thought he used to live and all this and that shit or whatever. And um, so when I get back home and shit, when I get back home and shit, Kobe was like, you know, uh, I talked. He was, she was like, you know, uh, I talked to your pops. Talk to your pops while you were gone and shit, and um, and I and and I thought that was really cool. You know, I was like, damn, my shorty really, that was ill of her. I don't know how the conversation came up. I don't know how they got the, I don't know what happened, but she was just saying how like you know she tried to explain to him that like, you know, she was like you know I don't think Donovan is depressed or whatever the case like that. I was like, I think it's just a level of sadness that he deals with. Just a real level of sadness. Like she and she kind of just, you know, gave out her upbringing and how, you know, her relationship with her parents and stuff growing up and, you know, things, you know, with her mom and uh, her dad wasn't present in her life like how my mom wasn't present in in my life and shit but she was saying how you know like you know we hear about dads like dads is almost common you know it's almost so common that it's whatever niggas don't even trip it's just whatever but she was like you know so he had she had you or he had you but the mom you know to not have a mom I can imagine that feels a little different or whatever the case, you know? And I was like, you know, that's cool. Like, thanks, babe. Like, but I'm still going to clear the air. So, Sunday, Sunday, or, well, or that Monday, I think. Yeah, that Monday, I'm downstairs, and, and uh, I'm downstairs, you know, I'm just, I actually, I'm just listening to some beats and shit, you know? And uh, my pops gets off work because he's taking us to the airport that morning. So he gets off work. It's like 12 and he comes downstairs or whatever. I'm like, Brown, you know, he's like, what's up, man? This and that shit or whatever. And then he goes, you know, uh, you know, Donovan, he was like, I just want to apologize. He was like, I just want to apologize. Um, He was like the other night. He was like, I didn't. He was like. I shouldn't have talked to you that way. You know, I shouldn't have came at you the way I came at you. And uh, he was like, you know, and it's just funny, man. Like, sometimes you try to be so different from your parents, but you still end up just like them, you know. And we were just talking when we were at dinner and stuff like that. We was talking about he was talking about, you know, my granddaddy and hitting their relationship when he was growing up as a child and shit and just saying, you know, how it was mad Rocky. You know what I'm saying? Like my granddad, he was just saying how my, he was just saying how my granddaddy was kind of mean, really mean actually, you know, and just whatever the case may be with shit, you know? 
and uh he was like you know and he was like you know and you were trying to express something to me and this and that and instead of me listening to you i just turned around and made it all about me and then i got mad and this and that shit you know and uh and i'm just like nah pops like i'm like don't even trip it's cool and he was like well you say that but still i need to I need to to say this. I need to, you you to know that I truly apologize. Like I was wrong for that, you know. Um, because he was like, because I'm thinking about you know how I grew up with both parents and you know and how you had me. But he was like, the truth of the matter is, I have no idea what it's like to not have a mom. You know what I'm saying? To to just go to just go years and just wondering what why you know, or what, what was the cause? He was like, he was like, you know, I don't know how that feel. I couldn't tell you how that feel, you know? And for me to just kind of lash out like that, which, you know, it wasn't crazy, but he was just saying like, you know, like nigga grow the fuck up, like get the fucking titty out your mouth and move the fuck on my nigga. And he had a, and he had a point, like what he was saying was very true. Like, at the end of the day, whether it was wrong or not, it was still something that in the whole broader aspect of the conversation that we was having, that was really something that needed to be said. You know, that was something that needed to be said to me. Like, nigga, grow the like, you need to move on. Like, this is life. This shit ain't never going to get no easier. It's it's always going to be tough. It's always going to, you know, uh. You just got to move on, you know, uh, but he he wasn't he wasn't very tactful with it. But I ain't even take it personal or whatever. Like, you know, it's just my pops like he a nigga. He a man. Like, that's just what it is. You know, like niggas be talking crazy, <laughs> you know, but I say all this to say 37 minutes, 38 minutes in. I say all this to say, uh, once a motherfucking again, man. Once a motherfucking again, my pops just shows me why I fuck with the nigga to death. Because he's a stand-up nigga, bro. He a stand-up guy. You know what I'm saying? Like, he could have easily, and, and he was saying, he was like, you know, when he came there, he was like, he was like, you know, this shit been on my mind for the past two days. At work. This shit been on my mind for the past two days at work. You know, so I guess it stemmed from the conversation that him and Kobe was having. You know, like when I guess whatever Kobe had said to him has just kind of made him think about it a little different. So he was pondering, you know. Uh, but for my nigga to just come down, humble himself, uh, and just be able to see the error in his way and, you know, and just apologize. To me, you know, and, and he was like, you know, and 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 he was like, you know, and that's how he had to be with his pops. You know, every now and then his pops might get to talk, you know, my granddaddy might get to talking a little sideways out his neck, you know, about my about my grandma or whatever. And my pops would be, be like, hey, look, pops, you know, I love you to death, but I'm not going to say I'm not going to stand for the disrespect of my mama. I ain't going to do it, you know, and. It, the conversation if you can't respect that then me our conversation is over right now 
our conversation is over right now. My pop said some real shit to me. He was like, he said, if I'm being honest with you, pops, like talking to his granddad, to, to my granddaddy, talking to his pops. He was like, you know, if I'm being honest with you, daddy, like, I got every right not to fuck with you. I have every single right not to fuck with you whatsoever. Because in my eyes, my nigga, and through your history, you've been, you, you low-key just been a foul-ass nigga. You low-key been a foul-ass nigga that I just, you know, that I could just kind of wash my hands up. But there's shit that, you know, shit be in the past. Uh, we grown. I'm older. I guess I can kind of understand your plight, your trauma, you know, like my, you know. Like, he was talking about, like, my granddaddy, man, his pops died when he was 12. You know, at 12, he had to be the man at the house. No, it's like, so it's just, you know, and my nigga 80-something years old. So just think about that mindset, you know, that mind state. Uh, my nigga don't really know no love, no passion or whatever like that. Like, it was funny, like, I went to go give my granddaddy a hug when I went to go visit him, right, as we leaving. And it was just funny how he was, like, he put his hand out for a handshake. Nigga, I, nigga, give me a hug, goddammit. You my granddaddy. You funny as hell. I've always, he always been the illest nigga to me. You know what I'm saying? Shit, I love granddaddy. That's a funny-ass nigga. One time for Pee-wee, goddammit. Shit, one time for motherfucking Pee-wee. Uh, but, um, you know, like, you know, so he went in for the hug, too, but it was kind of, you know. <laughs> but. Again, just for my nigga to be able to just for my nigga to be able to humble himself and um really just be a man, just a stand-up guy, bro. A real life stand-up guy, man. That shit really motherfucking, you know, it made me happy. It made me happy that, you know, and that's why and that's something I was telling my pops too. I was like, you know, pops, uh Niggas fall short. Niggas fall short. You weren't understanding right there. But I was like, but I told him, I was like, man, I wrote about this shit in papers, you know. In class, I did like a public speaking thing about it. You know, if there was one fucking trait you could take away from somebody or parenting or whatever, I was like, you know, Pops, I told everybody something that I aspire to take away from you is your ability to be understanding, man. You know, and he got the laughing. He got he kind of got the laughing. You know, like it maybe he didn't necessarily see it, but at least in my eyes, my nigga mad understand. It. I said, man, shit pops. When it, just looking back throughout all these years of me, just like you've always just kind of had an open door policy for me. You know, all like, and it is crazy too. Like as strict as my nigga was, as strict as my pops was. And, you know, he'd be quick to give a nigga ass whooping or whatever the case like that. But he was always just a cool ass nigga. Like, you know, I was telling him when I was sixth grade out here fingering bitches and shit, knowing goddamn well I ain't supposed to be doing that shit. But you know what he told me? Nigga, don't get caught. Because you know you ain't supposed to be doing this shit. Don't get caught. You know? Or... You know, fucking smoking weed or whatever the case, or tw or when I was 25, you know, and we was riding down the PCH and I told him the realest shit ever, my darkest and deepest shit ever. 
because I finally just had to get it off my fucking chest or this shit was going to kill me. You know what I'm saying? My nigga was mad, understand it. Even and, and that's why I was telling him, I'm like, Pops, even if you don't disagree, I was like, even if you don't agree with this shit, you still, you still will, you still will look at it from a place of non-judgment. You know, like, even if, everybody can't help but judge. Everybody gonna judge a little bit or whatever the case, but, like, my, my Pops is really one of them niggas, like, you know, uh, he got life experience, man. A lot of motherfuckers, and, and that's and that's something I, I be thinking about too, man. When I be listening to motherfuckers that really just be on some high moral shit or just swear up and down that, you know, you know, they just got so many morals. And, you know, if you ain't doing it this way, then you wrong. Or if you doing it this way, then something, you know, like I would never... You know, as I get older, I, I've, I low I low key always kind of thought this way. Even as just a teenager, I low key always kind of thought this way. But and 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 what I'm about to say, I'm not trying to qualify this as making you a good person or a bad person or whatever the case. But just kind of how I be looking at it sometimes, like I'm I'm starting to tell a lot of niggas shut the fuck up when your moral because. Nigga, have you lived? And that's really what I'm trying to say. When you can come from a place with not a lot of judgment, you know, and really just kind of separate yourself from shit to just try to see some understanding or like, nigga, you've had life experience. You didn't been through some shit in life. You didn't seen some shit in life or whatever. You know what I'm saying? So you can actually... You can take a step back when someone's trying to tell you something or, or you're hearing something. You can kind of take a step back for at least a split second, you know, to to say to yourself, well, first, who the fuck am I? Who the fuck am I to, you know what I'm saying? That comes with life experience. Like. Nigga, a lot of y'all motherfuckers, y'all, y'all, y'all live so perfect because your bitch ass is not living. That's why y'all niggas, that's why y'all motherfuckers feel like y'all, like y'all can really just stand out here and say some shit. You know what I'm saying? Or feel like you can kind of turn your nose up and so, cause you fuck ass niggas not living out here. You niggas ain't never done shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, goddamn, nah. Have an unproud moment in your life. Have a proud moment in your life. Have a risky moment in your life. You know what I'm saying? Like, goddamn. You know, niggas die. Niggas die living by rules that, at the real, at the end of the day, who like what the fuck? You know, <laughs> look, I, that's all I'm trying to say, and that's why I fuck with my pops, man. Because at the end of the day, like, I know where I come from. I come from this nigga. You know, and I don't know everything about my nigga, but I know enough. And, and, and truthfully, and, and I feel like I ain't have long enough, but truthfully, you know, uh, that was something I really wanted to talk to my pops about, too, was, you know, just like who. How did. uh, Who are you, man? Who the fuck are you, my nigga? You know, like you 55 and shit. We talked on the phone a couple weeks ago. You talking about how you reading Buddhist books. 
you know, self-help to happiness and shit like that. Like, what? I ain't never seen you read a book a day in my life. I ain't never even heard you talk about no shit like that. You know, like, so that, so when my nigga told me that, it just made me really think, like, who was he at 18? What did he want to do? Who did he want to be and shit like that, you know? And I was just talking about, you know, then we just got to talking about music and and shit like that. Because I was like, he was like, you special, Donovan. You always have been or whatever the case, you know. And I guess everybody want to be special, you know, or everybody feels special. Everybody's parents think their kids are special or whatever the case. And I was like, you know, and not to toot my own horn or whatever the case, but but I was just saying, I was like, you know, Pops, what kills me is you say that I'm special and I don't even know it. Now, this is going to sound arrogant as fuck, maybe stupid, you know, but I was like, nah, the truth of the matter is, Pops, I actually always knew I was, you know, and not so much that I knew I was special, but a moment that I just remember or or that I just kind of realized it, not that I was special, but I realized I, or what I, I don't know. And again, this is life, you know. I don't know my plan in life. I don't know what God has in store. I don't know. But I can remember being in like third and fourth and fifth grade, third, fourth grade and shit like that. And I'm telling my pops, I'm like, you know, I can remember people always just coming to me. We're in third, fourth grade. What fucking problems could we have at third and third, you know, as third and fourth graders, you know, we're in elementary school. What fucking problems could we have? Who's therapy, you know, who's therapist am I going to be? You know, who's psychologist am I going to be or whatever? But motherfuckers we be, would be coming to me. And I always remember enjoying it, you know? I enjoyed trying to just give people some type of perspective or whatever the case just trying to help out so i say all that to say i was like i think at an early age i've always felt like through some form or another i was supposed to communicate with people which is wild because the truth of the matter is if anybody really knows me they know y'all know i'm an introvert y'all know i hate talking to people i love conversation but y'all know i hate talking to people but again, that just comes from me stim- feeling like I'm not good enough, I think. Or it, it, I, it stems from me feeling like I'm not good enough for people. Like, people are like, why would you want to talk to me? Like, what the fuck? Like, who am I, you know? But then it also stems from me kind of just being an asshole. And when people come around and just be wanting to talk or, you know, like, you know, I kind of don't, I, I shouldn't say this, but I don't really like people that, don't know no strangers but truth of the matter is it's because i'm envious you know because i wish i had that that characteristics you know that 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 character trait or that personality trait to just you know light up a room or want to just you know meet people and shit like that but it ain't it just kind of ain't who i you know it ain't who i am you know i don't really just fuck with people off the bat you know like if i don't know you then it's fuck you but it shouldn't be like that because especially me wanting to be an artist and shit like that, networking, relationships is everything. Why would I have that type of mentality? 
you know, why would I have that mentality? And then to have that mentality, but let the fear of that very mentality project itself back onto me from other people. Because I feel like that's how I'm going to be into a situation. Because that's how I act in a situation. And I don't act like that mean. I'm not snobby or whatever, but I'm kind of thinking in my head, just like, who the fuck is this nigga? You know? Or whatever the case. Um, So, yeah. You know, I've always felt like I was supposed to be a communicator and shit like that. You know? But, mm. anyways, I forgot where I was going with that. Uh, You know, I was talking, what was I talking about? The music rap shit you know oh that's what it was you know and i was like yeah i was like you know and that's something that sucks too pops like i was like to feel like to feel like the to feel like there's so much more for me in the world than just the standard you know what i'm saying like to truly truly feel like that but then to just let my own mental be a block for not pursuing shit 100%. I was like, man, that's a shitty ass feeling to know. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of people might look at it as hate, you know? Oh, this nigga own because of such and such. Oh, this nigga own because, oh, she owned cause she did this or, you know, but nah, nigga, the truth of the matter is, motherfuckers, they was really out this bitch working hard. Motherfuckers really believed in they self. Motherfuckers really was going for, this, for some shit, you know? Motherfuckers jumped. They said, fuck it. Jumped. You ain't jump. I haven't jumped. But something that I do kind of give myself credit for is that I am aware of that. So I don't hate. You won't catch me looking at somebody, how they get on or this and that. I don't know. Even if I don't like it, I always revert back to Little Yachty. I just seen a list the other day, top 50 worst rappers. Yachty came in at number three. Y'all need to take my nigga Yachty off the list. Yachty can rap. I'll, I'll give you his voice is probably one of the worst rap voices I ever heard. I'll give you that. His voice is kind of just what ever but my nigga can rap i don't care and even if you hate it don't don't hate my nigga went out and made some shit happen don't hate give that motherfucker his respect don't you know what i'm saying don't ask why he no it don't matter whatever he did worked for him it might not work for you you gotta find how it worked for you i gotta find how it worked for me i know that so i ain't gonna hate on nobody you know what i'm saying and so, and, I, and that's like I'm telling my pops, you know, like, fuck, man. Fuck. This shit suck. Because I know it's all me. I know I'm really the nigga down here tripping. You know what I'm saying? But, uh, damn, I'm 55 minutes in. I'm 55 minutes in. And I still got some other shit I kind of want to talk about. Damn. I still got some other shit I want to talk about. But I don't think I'm going to do it, though. I might record another episode for y'all. Uh, 
I think I'm just going to stick. Yeah, damn. Yeah, I think I'm just going to stick to this one. A recap uh, going back to VA uh, and just having that conversation with my pops, man. Like, if anything, that was truly that that was the highlight of my trip. That was the highlight of my trip. Uh, the second was my nigga Anki's wedding, man. Shit was beautiful. I thought I was going to cry. First off, let me just say shout out this shout out shout out this motherfucker Chaz, man. Shout out Chaz Casey. I ain't seen this nigga in like over a fucking decade or almost a decade. This nigga is still funny as hell. He's literally he's literally one of those type of people that like he ain't even got to say anything for you to laugh. Like if he just walk in the room, you're laughing. This nigga just gives off like just a goofy ass energy. He is so fucking funny, man. And we up there, we, you know, we the groomsmen and shit, right? <laughs> so we right up there by the shit. This nigga is right behind me. I'm right behind Justin. Justin the best man. I'm the next groomsman. Then it's Chaz, right? Me and Chaz up Chaz up there cracking jokes, middle of the wedding. We in there laughing and shit. Like, just a funny ass nigga, bro. Like the whole shit it was a party man and uh shit man weddings are a beautiful thing i thought i was gonna cry up in that motherfucker you know they started singing that uh you don't know hey well you know you know that daniel caesar joint uh, you know, and, and my uh, and my homie's wife is walking down the aisle, and I'm just like, "Yo, Shorty is glowing. She is fucking beautiful right now. She is beautiful right now. I am about to cry, like literally, just because of her. Like she was glowing. Like it was just." And it just really like weddings are for the bride, man. And she was just fucking in her bag, my nigga. Like, it was just, it was perfect, man. I was so happy for my nigga, yo. I was so happy for my nigga, you know. And, uh, you know, uh, shout out my nigga. He went off the cuff. We in the motherfucking room, right? The all the groomsmen and shit. We getting ready, this and that. And they like, uh, AJ, you did your vows. He was like, Nah, <laughs> I'm going off the cuff. Everybody just like, What? You ain't write your vows, this and that shit. And I was like, I'm the only nigga in the room. Like, I fully support it. I fully support winging it. Now that's something to my detriment. I really be out here winging shit. I gotta start being a better planner. Uh, but because I'm really a nigga that just be out here winging it. I fully support niggas winging it, you know, and like it was like a few times niggas was like, AJ, you really not going to write nothing for your vows or whatever the case is. He was like, no, like I'm winging it. And I'm like, hey, again, I fully support it. I totally understand y'all's point of view of how this couldn't be like a eh thing to do. But, hey, I fully support it off the cuff. My nigga went off the cuff and killed it. If you ask me, his vows was even better than his wife's. Has some good jokes. You know, brung it, wrapped it all, wrapped it all back in, tied it all together. He started off with a five-year-old joke. Oh, I knew my wife since I was five years old. First time I seen her, oh, if I make it to 30, you know, this and that or whatever, you know. Then he finally reeled it all back in, you know. And if I could look back to my five-year-old self, I'd say, hey, we made it, man. You know, everybody clapping this and that. 
Shit, nigga, I had to give my nigga some. I had to give my nigga some dab in the altar. Looked at him like, come on, nigga, you would thought we was in football or something. I was hype. <laughs> he was hype too. Like, nigga, come on, boy. Like, what? My nigga just went off the cuff with the vows. Killed this shit. Wifey knows she love him. <laughs> you know, but uh, yeah, man, yeah, man. Oh, uh, fuck. I hope this wasn't a boring episode to y'all, man. If anything, I just wanted to let y'all niggas know, man. Like, hey, I I love the Noke. I love my family. And uh, shit, man, more than anything, man, I fucking just love and appreciate my pops, man. Like, for my nigga to really just come down and just say he was sorry like that, man, just, you know, like, you know, like, come on, man. Like, niggas know, bro. Niggas know. It's tough to apologize and shit, you know? But, uh, you know, uh, let's see. Is there anything else that I would like to speak on before, you know, I get to what's on the list right quick? Um, I would talk. Let's see. What I, I kind of wanted to talk about, you know, my sister, how she made, how she showed me like, mad love and, you know, fuck it. I'm gonna keep going. I'm gonna keep going for another for another 15 minutes. Shit, I'm gonna give y'all 15. It's been a minute. It's been a minute, man. Um, so these would be quick hits. So, uh, before we went and played spades and stuff, when I was back home, when we had got back from eating again, me, Kobe, my pops, his wife Kim, my sister Nish. Uh, her baby, her baby daddy, and my and my niece. We all in the kitchen and whatever the case, or maybe it might have been before we left. I don't know. But anyways, my sister asked me how I like L.A. and all this and that shit, right? And I'm making a drink, so she asked me. She's like, you know, uh, so you ever gonna move back? And I was like, ah, uh, maybe. You know, probably when I get older, if I got some money and shit, you know. But uh, I was like, right now, I don't know, you know. And uh, she had said something. I forgot what she said, but I didn't really pick up on it. And then she had said something else. And then Kobe was like, um, Donovan, she was like, your sister's trying to tell you something. Like, And next thing you know, my sister just starts breaking down crying. You know, and she was just talking about how, like, you know, long story short, she missed a nigga. She missed a nigga. And, um, and, and that made me really happy because, um, like I said, growing up, growing up, I grew up with my two eldest sisters, Sharday and Tori, which aren't my blood sisters. They're, they're my stepsisters. Uh, I grew up with them. So my bond is, or at least growing up, I felt like my bond was closer to them, especially Sharday. Sharday was really like we, I we kicked it off from the beginning, and I think it was kind of because we had we dealt with that with a parent issue, where you know we came in we came into the family with everything with everything already. What you see is what we got. I came in with my pops. That's all I had. She came in with with my stepmom Renee. That's all she had. You know. Uh, so I think we just kind of related to each other with that, you know? And um, so, like, 
And if I'm being totally honest, man, ever since I've left, because I've been gone for a minute, you know, like that's what my sister was saying. Like, you've been gone for so long. Like, you know, it's 2019 going on 2020. Man, over the past 10 years, I've been in the note. I've lived in the note over the past 10 years, maybe, I don't know, eight months. Not even live, just like from living in the note those those last little six months when I moved back from Houston. As soon as I graduated high school, graduated high school in June, in September, I was in Houston. Moved back from Houston in October. In May, I was in the military. May I moved back in 2000, October 2011. May 2012, I was gone. Out again. I'm in the military. Uh, and after that, like I said, a nigga just been gone. Y'all know where I'm at. You know, I'm live and direct right now from Glendale, California. Uh, so, like, I really been out. And if I'm being totally honest, man, like, I ain't really kept in contact with my sister Tanisha like that, you know? Now, if I'm being really honest, I ain't kept in contact with a lot of motherfuckers. It's a lot of motherfuckers that I still, that I still love to this day. Homies and all. Homies and all included. That, uh, you know, I, I I just, I don't be calling or I don't be hitting up a lot. It's all love, you know, but outside of, like, my pops and shit, like, I don't really be calling my aunts. I don't be calling my, like, I just don't. And that's something I should work on, you know. But, um, so, I always kind of had, like, uh, just kind of like a self insecurity or doubt or maybe shame or something with me and um damn it's fucking red bull it's like giving me like sinuses just <laughs> Ugh. that was probably fucking disgusting i'm sorry guys i apologize that was wrong i shouldn't have done that uh <laughs> i probably sounded nasty but um yeah man so uh it just you know, like, damn, I ain't hollered at my sister. Or she might think I don't fuck with her. Or maybe she might have felt the same way. She might have felt the same way, you know, because she's got a old she's got another brother, you know. And I think her and my brother T, I think they talk a lot, or whatever the case, or definitely talk more than me and her do. And maybe because, you know, um, because he's always been in the note outside of these past few years, or uh, you know, so even growing up, like, their relationship might have been closer or whatever, but I really just been gone, you know? So, anyways, I say all that to say, when my sister showed that type of emotion, man, uh, it really just re it just reassured me that, nigga, at the end of the day, that's still family. Like, the love is still real. You know what I'm saying? Like, I love my sister to death, for sure. You know? So, uh... That that just really, you know, that really that really that made me happy, man. Not that she was crying or whatever, but again, just like to reassure that love, you know, that 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 was just that was a good moment. You know, that was for me personally, that was a really, you know, that was a really that really just made me feel good, man. Oh. Uh, all right, here we go. What else I want to talk about? Uh <laughs> All right, so look, check this, right? 
Check this shit. So I go, every time I go home and shit, I always go to our thrift stores. Always pull up to, especially to this one on Williamson Road, the little Salvation Army on Williamson Road. Uh, it's like right across the street from like the old Arby's, right down the street from the little, from the like Valero and shit or whatever. Like, I always pull up there because they always, I always can find something dope in there that I fuck with, right? Like my little DuPont, my little DuPont racing jacket. Found that shit in there for like $2 one day. I think I found a couple of hats in there that I, that I fucked with that I used to have back in the day that I used to love. Found in there for a dollar and whatnot. So uh, me, when me and Kobe was on the way home uh, the other day, when we was on the way home, my pops had called me and was like, hey, Nish and I'm already here. And I'm like, oh, for sure. We on the way home now. We leaving Kroger. Uh, so I'm driving down Williams Road, and I'm like, well, let me pull up to this bitch right quick, to the to the Salvation Army right quick. So I pull up, and I'm looking around and shit, and then I go to the hats, and I see some hats. I see two hats. I see this white and green hat, uh, and uh, it says road. It said Road Heaver, Road Heaver Boys Ranch, and uh, the hat is so fucking dope. First, it's like the perfect fitting on my head. Um, and then, like I said, it's white and green, but it's like a weird kind of white. It's almost like a like a woven or woven. I don't even know what the fuck. But like it ain't like white, you know, it's and it's got like little speckles in it. I don't even know how to describe the color, but it almost looks like, you know, in the movie, um, you know, the movie Wanted, where they had like the little threads and shit like that. And they trying to stick their hand like the weaving and shit. That's what it looked like. Like, that's the kind of like texture, I guess you could say, and kind of what the hat looks like. So, like, it's just an ill ass fucking color. Right now, I'm not going to lie. When I first seen the hat or whatever, I looked at it and it said, you know, Boys Ranch. You know, and I look and for a split second, I thought, huh, weird. But whatever. I fuck with the hat. I'm copping it, my nigga, and I cop it and I'm rocking that bitch. You feel me? So when I'm on my way to Duck Donut, I'm on IG and shit, right? So I get on IG and uh I make a post about the hat, you know, and I'm just like, you know. I never find a hat that I don't love, this and that, when I go to the thrift shop, whatever the case may be. So then this nigga Smith, right? This nigga Smith. <laughs> hold on. What do you say? What do, what, hold on. What my nigga say? Hold on. Let me let me go a bit. Let me go to the IG right quick. This nigga. <laughs> so this nigga goes, uh, this nigga goes, uh, he goes, uh, the boys ranch. With the with the with the uh with the uh, eyes wide open with the eyes wide open emo emo uh, emoji he goes the boys ranch Frank Ocean got you and I'm like laugh my ass off I'm like you reaching now unless you know something that I don't know and he was like Frank was the first post and you followed it with the boys ranch sick combo the fuck is a boys ranch. <laughs> <laughs> nigga says sick combo and i'm like damn 
So then he made me do my Googles. So I had to Google this shit, right? Like, damn, this shit could be like some weird ass off brand. Like, you know what I'm saying? So I Google this shit, right? I Google like the little hat or whatever. Turns out it's some like little shelter. Uh, it's in Florida. So when I do my Googles, that was one of the first strikes. It's in Florida. Uh, and then I seen mad white people. You know what I'm saying? Mad white people. Mad white kids and whatnot. But apparently it's for, you know, kids who were abandoned because maybe or abandoned. Parents might have been addicted to something or uh, kids' parents passed away or whatever the case may be. You know what I'm saying? It started in like the 60s, 50s, 60s, whatever the case, you know. Um, so. Uh, so I look at it or whatever the case, and I'm like, so I'm like, you know, uh, I'm like, so, well, a nigga love Frank. I will never stray away from that, even though the song was kind of eh, because he just dropped that song, uh, DHL or whatever. It was whatever, you know. And I was like, now, I, I was like, I could, I, and uh, I was like, and I couldn't tell you. All I know is the hat was white and green for a dollar, so I copped the shit. I'm like, anything after that? I don't know what to tell niggas. Let your imagination run rampant. And he was like, the colorway fire, no doubt. But the male ranch is nuts, be honest. And I'm like, nah, that's for sure. I was like, for sure. Like, hey, the 60s was a wild time, I guess, you know. Uh, But anyways, right? So that was that. that. That was the first nigga to say something, right? So then me and my girl, right? Me and my girl literally just today. We in bed, right? And we like kind of just like making out or whatever, just talking to each other and shit. We kissing, watching TV, basketball, this and that. So I had that hat and then the other hat that I bought, which was a uh, uh, it was Salem, it was a Salem Swim Club and Racket hat, you know. Um, those were the two hats that I bought. Cause I've been needing me some white hats, you know. Oh, uh, so those were the two hats that I bought. And she was like, Why boys ranch? And I'm like, so I just start dying laughing. You know, she was like, it looks a little pedo. And I'm like, really, man? I'm like, for real, man? I'm like, don't say that. Like, don't say that to me, uh, you know? And I'm like, and uh, and uh, I'm like, man, I don't know. I was like, I don't know what the fuck it is. I was like, I was like, but it was funny because that's the same thing. My, well, I don't, well, I don't know how Smith meant it. I don't know if he just meant it on like a whole pedophilia type shit like nigga like that's weird on some pedophile shit or that's just weird on some gay shit you know um i think he probably meant it on just the gay shit because like i said he included frank with it so he just you know um but so some gay shit and some pedophilia shit if you put that shit to the combo you know that that, that's a again that's a sick ass combo um but well i'll take that back the gay shit isn't the, that's not what makes, you know what I'm saying? Like, ugh. it's really the pedophilia that makes it sick, not the gay. Uh, but if you put the combo together, you, fucking on kids is nasty either way, boys or girls, don't matter. I digress. Um, so, my girl is doing her Googles and shit like that because I didn't even realize she was doing it. But she was like, just goo. She was on her phone as I, as I'm talking about it, just laughing and shit like that, you know. And uh, and so then she goes like, you know, oh, she goes, well, I'm. She's like, I don't see anything 
Google doesn't have anything bad. She was like, not to say that nothing crazy wasn't going on, you know, because, hey, if shit can go down in the church, shit can go down in a ranch. If shit can go down in Boy Scouts, you know, shit can go down in a ranch, you know. Uh, And I'm like, damn, we really live in hell. I said, you looking on Google, there's clearly, to our knowledge, Nothing wrong, no smut, no bad pub, anything on this company. You know, to our knowledge, this company is exactly what they say they are. Motherfuckers that's trying to help at-risk children. They just kind of call it the boys ranch, right? But then I was like, well, what makes it nasty, though? I said, is it the boys? And she was like, mm, yeah, maybe. And I'm like, or it could be. And I'm like, well, okay, it says boys ranch. But I'm like, well, is that any different from billionaire boys club? I said, like, that still has boy in it. When you shorten it down, I don't know if you're talking about the news network or I don't know if you're talking about my big black cock. BBC. What could it be? Especially these days with just what happened with Epstein and shit like that. What these billionaires are supposedly doing out there in islands and shit like that. Is billionaires boys? Is billionaire boys club something you really want to be rapping? I don't know. So I'm like, is it the boys or is it the ranch? Because ranch, because it could have, you know, like the whole bunny ranch out in Vegas and shit like that. You know, have a little sexual innuendo with that, with the ranch. Or is it making you think about motherfucking Michael Jackson and that Neverland ranch? I'm like, what's making this nasty? Is it the boys or is it the ranch? What's, I don't think it's the two together. I think it's one or the other that's making the whole shit nasty. I don't think it's the combo of the boys' ranch. I think it's just one of them. Is it the boy or is it the ranch that's making this whole, that's when people see this, they're kind of like, ugh. What what would make you wear that? And I'm sad because, you know, if that it you know it's a hard ass hat, and I've been rocking that bitch with pride, my nigga, like the hat hard. It, it's hard. It's I can't help it. It's dope. I can't fucking help it. You know, but damn, it sucks that like, ugh, like niggas might be kind of looking at me like, ugh, nigga, like that's where you at with it, like you, like, but you know, but I'm asking. Is it, is it, like, what is it, you know? What is it? If it's the boys, then I don't ever want to hear it. Then I need niggas to go at Pharrell's neck. <laughs> I'm pointing the finger. I'm throwing niggas under the bus. <laughs> Fuck it, nigga. I'm throwing niggas under the bus. If it's the boys, hey, I need niggas to go holler at Pharrell, too, because that billionaire boys club should not be getting off. That shit should not be out here making all this money if it's some boy shit. 
You know what I'm saying? If it's the ranch, then hey, maybe we need to cancel Michael Jackson. But motherfuckers been running around saying how they don't believe Mike. I mean, don't believe the the, the guys. Niggas is still playing. You know, we didn't cancel R. Kelly, but niggas is still playing motherfucking Michael Jackson. You know? But the ranch is tied to his name. The Never Neverland Ranch, you know? So I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just wondering, you know? I just motherfucking wondering, you know what I'm saying? Uh, what else I want to get on? I think that was it. Uh, I ain't even going to get on the whole... Uh, the IG bands, plastic surgery filters, um, with the whole lips and got people with the facial structure and shit like that. They're canceling that shit, which is, I didn't even realize some shit was popping like that. The funny thing is one of the girls that made one of the filters, right? I follow her because she was following my story one day. Um, and let me just say this right quick. I didn't realize IG's algorithm be popping for your location also. Over the past few weeks, months, whatever the case, my IG stories have been getting traction. Like, you know, a whole lot more than I normally would get. Like now I'm back to my regular smegular of 50, 60, 70 people 40, you know, people looking at my stories or whatever. Prior to me going to Roanoke, my shit would be always 150 plus, 200, 300 sometimes, just depending on like one story might get 300, one story might get 220, one story might get 100, one story might get 150. You know what I'm saying? But it, but when I look at the people that's seeing it, it's a whole lot of people that's not following me. And, you know, it's just mad people. So anyways, one of the girls uh, that was that I had seen from a while ago that just so happened to start following me, I started following her because, oh, she got mad followers. And she just watched my story. She's like this Russian influencer, lifestyle blogger, always at places. She's out here in L.A., but her Instagram is just everywhere. And it's weird how she, like, it's weird to watch how people to why it was weird to watch her style of putting on for the camera because she was like putting on for the camera, but it was in a very cheesy way. Like she she's one of those twirl in front of the camera, almost like she's doing ballet dancing and waving yourself to the camera like, oh, oh, one of those just weird type, you know, um. In my opinion, she is uh, a struggling beauty, you know. Uh, I think that that's how I, that's my way of wanting to say cosmetically challenged. Uh, she's a struggling beauty, and um, the other day I seen her post a picture. She posted a whole video of how she edits her pictures and shit like that, bro. When I mean to tell you, I was. This is when I was like, oh, wow. Shorty even edited her fucking head shape. I thought, at first, I thought motherfuckers was bullshit when they was talking about how bitches be editing their waist, making it slimmer and shit. For, like, bitches really be going crazy on IG, my nigga. 
They be wildin' for the likes, my nigga. Wildin' for the likes and shit or whatever the case, you know? So, this same shorty was somebody that made a fucking, she was making a filter for IG, you know? And I was like, damn, that's kind of cool. Like, she made her own fucking filter. Um, I Like, she popping like that. She only got, like, 20,000 followers or whatever, but, you know. And bitches was rocking it. Now, I'm laughing, low-key, because I'm like, this is the girl that made this shit. She's not even cute whatsoever. And neither is her fucking filter. And y'all bitches wearing it, and y'all look retarded. Your face, your lips and shit are all big as fuck. Look at, like, abnormally big. They ain't even, like, black people big. They, like, stupid looking big, you know? And I'm t- and I'm looking at girls' as IG and stories, and they're, like, talking about how their filter, like, which filters are their favorite. And I'm like, damn, I ain't realize, like, y'all really, really was fucking with these filters like that. And all, and I seen so many girls using it too, and 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 it do like it was giving them like different cheekbone structures and shit like that, and whatever. So IG they decide they're gonna ban the shit because, well, they want they feel like it's detrimental to people, you know, like if this not like this is not how you look. So you shouldn't get infatuated with this because you really don't look like this. And if every time you look in the mirror and you realize that you don't have a fucking filter on and that's making you sad, then it's killing you. You shouldn't be doing it, you know? And uh, and I just thought that was, and I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on that, though I probably could, which is probably why I should have split it, split the shit up. Um. But I was like, damn, you know, that's kind of, um, ooh, oh, my God, I'm a whole two minutes short. Hold up, guys. I'm a whole two minutes short. Let me, um, before, yeah, we got we got the Hugh Hewitt show coming up next. I need to get right. All right, here we go. Um, I'm back. So, um, and I'm just, and, and so I read that, and I was like, okay, I see where IG is coming from with that. But at the same time. At the same time, should they really have a say so? Should they really have a say in um how motherfuckers get to use an app? You know, like if a bitch wanna look different, then let a bitch look different. Like, is it really that harmful? Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? You know? Um, but yeah, man, I just thought that was kind of interesting. I thought that was kind of interesting that they are about to that they are banning filters, you know, because of that. Now, I don't uh, now and that and and let me go back. I don't know if it's IG itself that's banning the filters. I think it's like some independent company thing majigger that's like affiliated with instagram that they are banning filters so i don't know if it's like i said it might just so maybe there still might be filters but you know uh just this source of where ig might be getting their little facial filters and shit like that like nah you know because they were saying like that's why like people don't use snapchat people still use snapchat i don't really care for snapchat no more but they say 
that's why people still like Snapchat is still popping because women will use the Snapchat filter just to put it on IG. So they'll go to Snapchat, use a filter, take it from there, and then just put the shit on Instagram. Cause, you know, Snapchat is whatever now, you know. But um anyways, guys, that's about it. And uh one last shout out. Let me give a shout out to Blue Chew. Uh I got home this morning. And I was ready to fuck my girl. And when I got home, I got home at like six, right? Six something. I get home and she was like, baby, she already up. Parents, she had, she had woke up early to let the, the people from Amazon in to deliver the groceries and shit like that. So she was already up. Well, shit, my dick was hard. So I'm like, shit, I'm about to fuck right quick. I'm about to get me a nut. And then I'm going to go to sleep. She's about to uh, have to go to work. I'm about to go to sleep because I just got off work. She's like, no, we can have sex later on this evening or whatever the case like that. I'm like, all right, whatever. So, you know, we I'm kind of talking nasty to her throughout the day, this and that shit, you know. And uh, so around like 4.30, nigga, I pop a chew. You know what I'm saying? I go up in there. I pop a motherfucking chew. Nigga, what I mean to tell you that uh, I get naked, this and that, we just laying in the bed. She gets to playing with my dick a little bit, like just sucking it, just licking the tip and whatever the case. Then she's like, uh, well, I got to get me some wine. Because she kind of looked at me funny like, uh, like, damn, I didn't low-key put myself in a shitty position. I didn't fucked around and played with this nigga dick for two minutes, licking it and shit, you know. And now I got to, you know, now I kind of got to commit. Now I got to suck a nigga dick now, you know. Uh, Cause she was talking about I was trying to fuck and she was like, "Well, my period's kind of starting to come, so I'm kind of discharging a little bit." So I'm thinking, "Ah, oh, she ain't finna give me the pussy, cause she her period about to start or whatever, so she's gonna give me some head or whatever. I'll take it." So then she's like, "All right, well, I'm about to get some wine." So I'm like, "All right, whatever, go get your wine." Like, "All right, she want to get her some wine. She got to get drunk, you know, get in her little bag before she can suck a dick." And um, so she go get the wine. Then I hear dishes. I hear pots and pans. I'm like, I know you ain't about to. I said, I know you not in there cooking. I know you not about to start cooking. She was like, uh, no, am I not supposed to or whatever or, or whatever the case? And uh, I was like, ain't this about a bitch? I said, man, I got to go find me some pussy somewhere else, man. I said, man, I'm supposed to give me some pussy this evening. I done popped a motherfucking blue chew and all this shit. I'm like, man, fuck this. I'm finna go to bed. So I put my clothes back on. I'm about to go out. Now I'm just pouting. Now I'm just like, fuck it. I don't even want, I don't even want the goddamn pussy no more. Whatever. I don't even want the pussy. Take it. You know? And uh, but the problem was, she come back in, she come back in the bedroom. No, no, she all up on me. Mad aggressive. You know, just won't leave me alone. Won't leave me alone. I'm like, nah, nah, I don't want nothing to do with you now. Like, nah, just leave me alone. But I done put my clothes on this and that. I'm about to go to sleep. I got to work tonight. But the issue was, nigga, that Bluetooth was in full effect. I really, really was trying to make myself believe that I I didn't want to fuck. I really was trying to put it in my mind that I didn't want to fuck. And I felt like I was there. Truthfully, I felt like I was there. Like, I don't even want to fuck. But the blue chew, my dick was hard as a fucking rock. And she was like, what you mean you don't want to fuck? 
your dick hard as hell. And I'm starting. And so at this point now, I'm just dying laughing because I'm like, now this is probably what how niggas feel when they be like, you know, when a bitch wearing a crop top, got her titties and shit all out and skin tight dresses, just out here looking bad as fuck. What you mean you don't want to fuck? <laughs> like, what you mean? Why you looking so sexy then? What you mean you don't want to fuck? I'm like, I'm like this. I'm like this. How niggas probably be feeling? Are you trying to tell me I don't want to fuck, but my dick hard as hell? I'm, I'm fighting it. I'm telling you, she on me. I'm like, no, get off me. Like, you know, like I'm really like, like she wrestling me, trying to get the dick, and I'm really like fighting her off. Like she being mad aggressive. I'm like, goddamn, Kobe. Even I, even if I do want to give you the dick. Like, being this damn aggressive ain't the way you're going to get it. Like, shit, shorty, relax. Like, this ain't the way, you know? But I'm just like, damn. So that was funny. You know, that was funny. So, you know, shout out Blue Chew, guys. Like, the shit work. Shout out Blue Chew. The shit work. Once that shit really cook, once that shit really kick in, nigga, once that shit really kick in, hey, it's in there. That dick going to be raging, you know? But uh, all right, guys, I did an hour and a half. I swear to God, I really only meant to give y'all a 35-minute podcast. 40 at the motherfucking most. 45 at the absolute latest. I didn't give y'all niggas a whole hour 30. But 50 of it was showing love to my motherfucking father. So, I will end it by saying this. If your father in your life, shout out that nigga. Fuck with that nigga. Be a man with that nigga. And hold that nigga accountable to being a man too. If if niggas is coming out sideways or whatever the case, don't let it fester. At the end of the day, that's your pops, but at the end of the day, y'all still men. You got to be able to have the conversation. And if shit, and after after the conversation, just let the chips fall where they may. You know what I'm saying? Just let the chips fall where they may. But you got to have a conversation with your pops. Build that relationship. You know what I'm saying? And, um, yeah, I'm out. So I'm finna... Uh, Cause I got a live show coming up, so I'm finna, you know, get into the list. And as I'm getting into the list, hey, I'm about to put y'all on game. So here you go. One time for it. It's on the motherfucking list, and without further further ado, you know it, nigga. Shout out to the homie from the bay at the after party That gave me that kill, but I still fuck with my nigga Smack We smoke splits with some 96 Chris Still got it bad for you Thinking about you at least half of the day The other half, you know what they say Kissing baby, shaking hands, politicking Another sneak, this is not what's missing So I concentrate more on words now Get the ball to me if it's third down. I got your back. Wonder why rap at a standstill. We ain't dropped in a minute, yeah. And that is not a coincidence. I learned to live with no regrets. Your girl looking like a nine. Ooh. 
My girl looking like a tag. She love when I get it wet. Pill panties off of her. If it's work to do, then I'm off of her. I got a lot of crosses and pennants. Niggas focus on what I make, but not what I'm spending. I'm grinning hardly as much as when I was younger. Thinking they would acknowledge me, I couldn't have been dumber. I'd still rap better than you niggas if I was a plumber. She said, hit me on the next tour and shot me the number. We leave at 3 a.m., baby, you know that I want it. I'm back. Out to the homie from the bay after at the party that gave me that kill but i still fuck with my nigga smack we smoke splits with some 96 chris we're more close than that evangelist you from los angeles don't fall in love with the camera i got homies with so many tats on they face i just laugh watch them shoot craps rolling jays still miss my nigga feel pour the drink Real G's don't gossip Don't be telling me what you read on gossip, little nigga Truth be told, I'm trying to find me Bomb don't foes in the 90s Not nowhere near Tookie, but don't push me If I squeeze one finger, I'll get her to talk With my hand on my heart, don't step on the chalk It's like a John Wooden book when your grandma cook Everybody say I'm gonna get me some I know brothers that rap bars And brothers that sell hard And the ones that nobody know with 12 cars You would never walk in my house and smell hard Her body looking ready to go A well thought Of course if I call you a bitch I'm a male dog My bill's too low for me to fall off Y'all gonna have to take this ass whooping gracefully Hey Bobby Womack save a place for me Oh yeah Out to the homie from the bay at the at the party that gave me that kill but i still fuck with my nigga smack we smoke splits with some 96 chris and that was motherfucking top five rapper baby top five top five top five dom fucking kennedy 96 chris off of the uh Los Angeles is not for sale. I believe was it off that or was it volume two? No, it wasn't volume two. Which album was that? That was LA. That was, that was LA's not for sale, right? Ninety six, Chris. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Los Angeles is not for sale, volume one. There we go. Um, ah, amazing song, man. Ninety six, fucking Chris. But anyways, guys. Oh, just know, 2020, we coming with it. You see it right here, the Wallers. I'm trying to get me a brand, man, the Wallers. You know, let me tell y'all what the Wallers mean. Like I was saying earlier, for you ho-ass niggas, I ain't even going to say that for you ho-ass niggas because, again, the Wallers could be any and everybody. That's why I wanted to be. But the truth of the matter is really for motherfuckers that can really just step back and just, one, understand they not perfect, one, uh, motherfuckers that can that aren't afraid to be themselves, and uh, and uh, that's a uh, hold up, and that's a uh, uh, that's not an easy task, honestly, you know. But anybody that's willing, anybody that's willing to be themselves, anybody that want to be themselves, anybody that's able to really just step back and try to see you in someone else. That's the Wilders. Those are the Wilders. 
Nah, what I look like. Nah, because I can see, I can see that. I can see I can see myself a little bit in you. You know? Uh I don't know, y'all. This this is my corny way of trying to wanting to just bring people together. You know, that's all it is. That's all it is. It's just my corny way of wanting to try to bring people together. But anyways, y'all, hey, it's your one and only favorite world, you know what I'm saying? Jack Kane's the wilder bitch. I'm out, yeah. yeah.